0: From Walking in Grace, this is The Straight Truth Podcast. Christian truths in an increasingly secular world. Well, welcome again to The Straight Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Philpot, And as always, I'm joined by Pastor Richard Caldwell, the pastor of Founders Baptist Church and also president of Walking in Grace Ministries. Now for this season of Straight Truth, we have three special guests that are joining us. First, we have Dr. Bruce Ware, Professor of Christian Theology at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, and also Dr. Tom Schreiner, also Professor of New Testament at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. And these two brothers are pastors and elders at Clifton Baptist Church in Louisville, Kentucky. Lastly, we're joined by Pastor Mike Fabares, Pastor of Compass Bible Church in Southern California. Now, as always, please leave us a comment on social media or on YouTube and let us know what you're thinking about as we discuss these important issues. Well, I'd like to direct a question to Tom. Uh, Recently, you wrote a blog post on the Gospel Coalition site in response to Andy Stanley's book about unhitching uh, the gospel or unhitching, really, Christians from the Old Testament or the obligations to the Old Testament. Obviously, that brings up a lot of different questions. Uh, What's the function of the law in the the life of the Christian? We don't have hours and hours for you to go through that. But I wonder if you could just uh, just comment on that. You know, what, um, in particular, you know, what parts of the Law of Moses are Christians still obligated to obey? Why is it uh, wrong that Andy Stanley would would make an argument that he's making?
1: Yeah, I mean, Stanley in his own article uh, quotes me as uh, supporting his view that we're not under the Mosaic Covenant nor under the moral law of the Mosaic Covenant. Okay. and And superficially, What he quoted is is true. I do do say, I think in line with Paul in Galatians 3, Mm -hmm. Romans 7, Romans 6, 2 Corinthians 3, that we are no longer under the Mosaic Covenant. Mm -hmm. The Mosaic Covenant was enacted with Israel as a nation. So Israel is a nation and a church put together. Mm So Christians who believe in Jesus Christ were not under that covenant because the new covenant, Jeremiah thirty-one, mm-hmm. Ezekiel thirty-six, twenty-six and twenty-seven. The new covenant has arrived in Jesus Christ, which is a fulfillment, I think, of Genesis three fifteen, and the covenant mm-hmm. uh, with Abraham. Mm-hmm. And so, so the covenant with Moses we recognize was intended, Galatians three, to be in mm-hmm. force for a particular period of time until the Christ came. Mm-hmm. Now that now that Jesus has come in his ministry and death and resurrection, the the whole Old Testament, including the Mosaic Covenant, is mm-hmm. fulfilled in Jesus. So mm-hmm. we're not saying mm-hmm. that the, 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 the texts in the Old Covenant aren't the word of God. Mm-hmm. They're still authoritative. They're still God's word for us. They are inspired and inerrant. But are, are we under the stipulations of that covenant. Mm-hmm. And, a, and a very simple example is of, of course we don't offer animal sacrifices. Right. The animal sacrifices point to the sacrifice of Christ. We're not under the purity laws. The, mm-hmm. the purity laws point to our our holiness in Jesus Christ. So what about the 10 Commandments? I'll just yeah. say a word about that. So I would argue that the sign of the Mosaic Covenant is the Sabbath. Mm. Therefore, when we read the New Testament, I think it's clear, although this is debated, Mm -hmm. I think it's clear that we're not under the Sabbath. We Mm. are not Sabbatarians. The Mm -hmm. Sabbath is a shadow. Paul says it points to the substance, which Mm. is Jesus Christ himself. So then people ask, are you saying that we're not under the rest of the nine Mm -hmm. commandments at all? Are those moral norms, are we not obligated to keep them? And I'd say, yes, the other nine commandments are still authoritative for us, but it's not because they're part of the old covenant. Mm -hmm. It is because they are part of the law of Christ. Mm -hmm. And we know that for one reason, because they are repeated in the New Testament, Mm -hmm. Romans 13. But another point I would make is some of those commandments are actually present, at least implicitly, in creation. Marriage Mm -hmm. is clear in Genesis chapter 2. I see the Noahic covenant as a recapitulation of the Adamic uh, Adamic covenant, Mm -hmm. and there you have a prohibition against murder Mm -hmm. and the value of human beings. Of course, that's in creation as Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. Human beings are made in the image of God. So when we read the whole canon, we see... These other commandments are authoritative because they represent the very character of God. They represent who God Mm -hmm. is. Think pastorally
2: about how, I mean, Andy Stanley's a pastor. When Paul pastorally is approaching the Corinthians, of course Mm -hmm. it's clear, he says circumcision means nothing. Mm. But then he'll turn around and say, you don't muzzle the ox while he's threshing. Does he say that for oxen? He says it for us, Mm -hmm. us, new covenant. Corinthian Christians, Mm -hmm. right? That we ought to learn something of the principle of God Mm -hmm. from that law Mm -hmm. in muzzling an ox. I mean, he's quoting Old Testament with applicational force. Mm -hmm. And he's saying it almost in a chiding manner to the Corinthians that you should know this Mm -hmm. because you've read Mm -hmm. the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. There's moral behavior there that is authoritative.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. You mentioned appealing to creation. I would assume that some who are Sabbatarians keep the Sabbath today would appeal to creation, day seven. How would you respond
1: to that? Well, that's a, that's a great question, and yeah. that's why it is debated, yeah. and that's why there are good people on both sides. Mm-hmm. I, I would argue that the appeal to creation there is analogical, okay. mm-hmm. and, and I think the key is the creation ordinances that continue today, marriage, mm-hmm. right? the prohibition against divorce, mm-hmm. what the Bible teaches about a man and a woman, not mm-hmm. same-sex marriage, those are all repeated in the New Testament mm-hmm. and grounded in the created order. Mm-hmm. And we don't see that with the Sabbath. With the Sabbath. So you that's make, the distinction I'd make. Yeah. I hate interrupting. No, please interrupt. But this
2: idea yeah. of, the, of the Sabbath law, think about even how it's presented in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. It's not only a sign of the covenant for Israel and the mm-hmm. people, but it's also presented as a pattern of work and rest. Mm-hmm. And we don't have two columns of laws, moral and ceremonial, but you see those concepts woven into that command. I mean, it's, to rest, to have my beast rest mm-hmm. on the Sabbath, right? Nothing mm-hmm. to do with a moral observance for my beast, right? but here's a pattern that's locked into creation. And when the Sabbatarian comes to me and says, well, this is built into creation, I'm going to say, yeah, it is built into creation as a a moral learning of what it is to work and rest. And I think Mm -hmm. we would all say as pastors, Mm -hmm. as leaders, you know, someone that's working Mm -hmm. seven days a week, they never take a rest. You're going to have a moral imperative from creation Mm -hmm. that I think is also stated right alongside with the ceremonial force of of the Sabbath to say there's another side of the Sabbatarian Mm -hmm. uh, pattern. Mm -hmm. And I think we would all say, you know, you got someone who's a workaholic doesn't take a break. We're gonna say there's a moral imperative in scripture and it comes from the Old Testament.
0: And and, and I guess um, if I'm right in saying this, there is a command in the 10 commandments to take a day of rest, but there is not a command on day seven to take a day of rest, is that correct? Right. So, so right. The, the appeal to creation as a command is not quite there. It's yeah. in the 10 Commandments, yeah. which is what you're
1: saying. It's not. Yeah. Uh, does not carry over into the new covenant. And, and the, the Sabbath, the Old Testament Sabbath points to our rest in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, come to me all who are heavy, weary and heavy laden and I'll give you rest. Mm-hmm. The very next passage in Matthew, is about the Sabbath, yeah. interestingly. Mm-hmm. And then we read in Hebrews 4, our Sabbath rest right. is
3: in the new creation that's, right. that's coming. Yeah. Go, go ahead. That's Can right. I just ju- jump in? I think one, one reason uh, that uh, what Tom and Mike are arguing here and understanding that we're, we're under the law of Christ mm-hmm. and not the law of Moses uh, per se, I think is important because we are to follow Christ. Mm-hmm. I, I think if you hold the view that the law continues, even with the the Mm -hmm. distinction that reform people make between ceremonial civil and moral but say that the moral law continues as the law as the old covenant law Mm -hmm. i think it just confuses things because we're we're not under moses we are under christ Mm -hmm. but christ brings into the law of christ his law elements from the law of moses Mm -hmm. right so Mm -hmm. you can see that in the sermon on the mount Mm-hmm. He'll take them, but He will explain the the deeper meaning of them. Mm-hmm. Or I, I think another great example is in Ephesians 4, I think is in verse 27, let him who steals, steal no longer, mm-hmm. but let him work with his hands and, and be able to provide for those who have need. So mm-hmm. that's, I, my understanding of that, that's an, ex- an expansion of thou shalt not steal. Mm-hmm. So here you have sure. <clears throat> the law of Moses with a very a, a very narrow meaning to it. Just don't steal. Don't do not do that. But here is, yeah, don't steal, but work mm-hmm. and give mm-hmm. generously. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the broader meaning of that law brought into the new covenant that is now the law of Christ. Mm-hmm. So I, I think good. just, you know, for Christian people to be encouraged to realize we, we follow Jesus. We, you know, we're, we're to... Teach them all things I commanded you until the end of the age. Mm. You know Matthew 28. Uh, we 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 are to follow to, to obey His commandments if you love Him. John 15. Mm-hmm. You know these statements I think really highlight the centrality of Christ right. for us as Christians. Yeah. And yet following Christ doesn't mean, as Stanley has said, or at least uh, implied, that we unhitch ourselves from the Old Testament. And something that Mike mentioned um, you know, alluded to. I, w- I would just uh, point out as well, just from the simplest point of view, the New Testament is saturated with Old Testament scripture. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. yeah. And yeah. so, when we think about unhitching ourselves from the Old Testament, it's not even what we find in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Um, all of God's word is authoritative, mm-hmm. yeah. but we just have to understand it in its context, mm-hmm. and that's what we're talking about here. Is we we now approach the Old Testament in a new new covenant context, mm-hmm. uh, and hear it in that way.
0: I wonder if we can. Move forward to the life of believer, uh, life of the believer, Bruce. Um, the old covenant and let's say uh, the legislation in Leviticus often has these commands to be holy, as the Lord is holy. Jesus <coughs> talks about be holy. He repeats this yes. as I am holy. It's also in First Peter. Mm-hmm. Um, if if what we're saying about the 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 Old Testament still being and the old covenant being applicable in certain ways, mm-hmm. what what is instructive? Maybe for us about when we read a book like Leviticus mm-hmm. and the, and the exhortation to be holy, how is that instructive for the Christian in the New Covenant right area era?
3: Well, I think a couple of things come to my mind, and that is for them in in that Old Covenant period, for them to realize these requirements, which which don't necessarily continue for us today. Say the food laws, for example, right. mm-hmm. when Jesus pronounces all foods clean, uh, then it re- you realize you cancel out those specific requirements of the law. But but for those people at that time, the covenant people of God, it was their God designed way of exhibiting their commitment to mm-hmm. Yahweh, mm-hmm. to follow the ways of Yahweh. Mm-hmm. So we separate ourselves from the nations, mm-hmm. we separate ourselves unto God, and we exhibit that by the way we eat, the way we dress, mm-hmm. as well as the moral fabric of our lives. Mm-hmm. It's the whole of it and uh, so that played a very important part in establishing the distinctiveness of the people of god mm-hmm. and so that that's a principle we carry forward as well as of course we carry forward the the moral content of that in ways the new testament would restate and and endorse mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. well yeah.
0: yeah same thing last night you were speaking galatians 5:13 to 18 um, what is maybe the function of 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 holiness as it is stated in the Old Testament and what maybe Paul repeats from the Old Testament in the life of the believer, same question.
1: Yeah, well, I, I think of an example from Exodus. How, how, do, how do New Testament writers appropriate the Old Testament? So I, you think for a moment of, it's not Galatians 5, but you think for a moment of Passover mm-hmm. and sure. unleavened bread. So you read those stories. I mean, what do they have to say to us? Mm-hmm. I mean, yet Paul says in 1 Corinthians 5, Christ is our Passover. Mm -hmm. The Passover points to Christ. And of course, we see this already in the Gospels, don't Mm -hmm. we? Because his last meal is Mm -hmm. a Passover meal Mm -hmm. in which he institutes the Lord's Supper. Mm -hmm. But Paul also connects it with holiness. Remove the leaven, he says in 1 Corinthians Mm -hmm. 5, remove the leaven from your lives and remove Mm -hmm. blatant sin from your community. Mm-hmm. So in the Old Testament, remove leaven from your houses during mm-hmm. the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And yet Paul says when we appropriate that, Paul's not interested in us removing unleavened bread from our houses. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not relevant to him. Mm-hmm. Yet it's the word of God and it has a word to say to us about living holy lives. Mm-hmm. R- remove the unleavened bread, so to speak, of malice and wickedness, he mm-hmm. says. Mm-hmm. So, I think the New Testament becomes our hermeneutical guide. How do we appropriate these texts? We're instructed on how to do so.
0: Thanks again for joining us for the Straight Truth Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Now You can find links to all of our social media channels by going to our website, straighttruth.net. Now do us a favor. Please go to our YouTube channel and subscribe to these episodes there. We release new episodes every Thursday. Also, go to the iTunes podcast section and leave us a review. Now, Straight Truth is a production of Walking in Grace Ministries. For more information, go to walkingingrace.org.